Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. You can find us on Twitter at Backdoor Cut Show. We are a podcast brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network and the-barnburner.com. Uh, today you got me, Zach. Find me on Twitter at BarnburnerBro. And I'm going to dive into uh, the NC State game that the Tigers played on Thanksgiving Day and also take a glance forward to the Bradley matchup that we have on Tuesday uh, headed back home to the FedEx Forum. Bradley is currently ranked in the top 130 in Ken Palm. They're 5-2. and two. Uh, Their losses have come to St. Joseph's and Northwestern, but they are hot off the heels of beating uh, the 75th-ranked Ken Palm, Kansas State, beat them by 13 uh, on a neutral court. So uh, definitely no slouches there. Uh, last year, Bradley won the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, and they played a tough game against Michigan State Spartans in the NCAA tournament uh, did not advance, but uh, a tough matchup there. I mean, that's obviously a tough team to beat. Uh, but before we get to the Bradley game, just want to kind of go back over the NC State matchup. So if you were like me, uh, you were very excited to get your Thanksgiving consumed, your Thanksgiving meal, sit down, buckle up, watch Tiger Hoops, see what they were going to be able to do. Uh, on this neutral court at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, looks like a couple of you guys made the trip up there, so that's pretty cool. Um, the rest of us, I assume, just watched from home. For those of you that weren't able to catch the game, you missed a really good game. Uh, it was very fun. The Tigers had easily their best half of the entire season in the first half. Put up 55 points to North Carolina State's uh, 39 points. Huge breakout half. Uh, really a breakout game from Boogie Ellis, who led the Tigers with uh, 21 points, two rebounds. He shot um, 7 of 11 from the field, made two of his three threes. He's really struggled to find a stroke since that game earlier in the year where he hit nine threes. So it was really good to see him um, you know, hopefully find, uh, find his stroke. He played 30 minutes, which was second on the team, only to Precious. With Kenyonis out, it's really going to be important for Boogie to step up and uh, help this team out on offense and on defense. Um, it's 
Quinones was helping on both ends of the floor. He was really being a dog, uh, getting things done, putting his head down when times got tough. So we're really going to be looking to Boogie to pick up his slack. Uh, especially Damian got into some foul trouble. Damian Ball, uh, he only ended up with six points on three of six shooting, three rebounds, three assists, a couple turnovers. Uh, but not not too much from Damian. He's he started off the season really hot, and I was really high on him. But since then, he's kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, for Memphis to to do well in this stretch until James Wiseman gets back and uh, Lester Quinones, we're really going to need uh, pretty much everyone to step up, including Ball, uh, especially since he's someone that uh, is really critical in running the offense. He's got a great assist ratio uh, the best one on the team uh, right now and we're, we're just going to need him to play at a high level in order for Memphis to compete another really exciting thing about this game was Precious Achua a double double 15 points 11 rebounds uh, didn't shoot great from the field for a 12 but on the bright side he hit six of eight free throws which uh, the other day he made eight of 20 so you do the math, much better. Uh, he also had two steals and a block. Precious really is starting to show that he is uh, why why people have him scoped out to be a lottery talent. I think that over the past few games with Wiseman out, he has come into his own a lot. He even hit a three-pointer in this game. Uh, he hit another one right after a timeout, so... I mean, I can show you he has that range, which obviously NBA scouts are looking for. Uh, today, Monday, Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN released uh, some updates on his big board, his draft big board, and he had Precious bumped up to number 11. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact, uh, just the way that he's been playing these fast, past few games. He's letting the game come to him. He's using his large frame just to be out, out athletic, out body everyone. And he's just having his way uh, on the boards. So he had 11 rebounds in this game. The entire NC State team only had 21. So he had more than half the rebounds that their entire roster had. No one on their team had more than five. Two guys had five, another with four. So that was really big. Uh, He also brought the ball up the floor a couple times. Very impressive. Looked very under control. so he's not just a one-dimensional bruiser down low. He does have some finesse to his game that I definitely think can be developed. So uh, if there's a bright spot to Wiseman not, uh, being out, it's Precious really uh, taking the advantage of the situation and shining in his own right and letting uh, let, letting the game come to him. Another big game from uh, the first 48, Tyler Harris off the bench, 14 points, 3-3 three three from 3. Second game in a row where he's hit three three pointers. Started off the season super cold, but like all good shooters, and he's proven to us that he is a good shooter. He he's starting to get in that rhythm. Having that firepower off the bench is just you know it, it mean it means so much I think for this team, uh, especially when you got some of your big guys out. As a whole in the game, the Tiger shot. 8 of 12 from beyond the arc. So 67%. That's obviously not going to hold every game. You're going to be 
taking more shots than that and probably making less on most nights, but every once in a while to be really efficient from beyond the arc uh, is incredibly helpful. Another note uh, that I thought was interesting, uh, Lance Thomas, he came off the bench in this game, played 15 minutes, got eight points, four rebounds, but three blocks. So he now uh, is leading the team in blocks. He has 10, Wiseman has nine. Obviously, Wiseman did that in fewer games, but Lance is uh, kind of, he had a slow start also, so he's starting to try to uh, take advantage of some of the minutes where he is seeing the court in Wiseman's absence. Maurice started uh, for the second game in a row. Isaiah Maurice only played 11 minutes, three points, two boards. Uh, he made a three, but out, outside of that, you know, not not a whole lot going there from the from the senior. So uh, last year he had to play a really big part, and this year he's probably struggling trying to figure out what is his exact role on this roster. Also, Malcolm Dandridge, big Malco, saw the court uh, first game back from his uh, injury. Really excited about that. Uh, we could definitely use the depth in the front court while Wiseman's out. Now, when he gets back. Curious to how that rotation shores up. You're probably just going to play Wiseman, Precious, and maybe one, one and a half big guys uh, regularly off the off the bench. Uh, earlier in the year, Penny was only playing uh, most of his guys 25. It was hard to find anyone playing 30 minutes, but I would expect for that to uh, certainly tighten up as – the season goes along uh, as it has uh, two guys this past game played over 30 minutes and then a handful of guys in the twenties. But uh, overall uh, the first half incredible second half. Uh, the Tigers struggled, had a, a bevy of turnovers, had a flurry of them towards the, in, towards the middle of the game or middle of the second half, excuse me, and struggled there. NC state, capitalized on a lot of those made the game closer than uh, it should have been but Memphis did what they needed to do pulled out the win 83 to 78 uh, again against a solid NC State team you know they're no slouch uh, they put to put them at five and two and the Tigers upgraded themselves to six and one bumped up at Ken Palm to uh, right now they're in 39th it keeps it keeps changing depending on what time of the day you you uh, check it? It was 42 earlier. Now it's to 39. NC State's at 43. So they, on paper, according to analytics, should have been a pretty fair matchup. Tigers eked it out. Uh, so really, really exciting for them. So now let's take a look forward to the Bradley Braves who come in town on Tuesday, December 3rd to face off against the Tigers. Uh, as I stated earlier, they opened the season with a loss to St. Joseph. Then they won four games straight against IUPUI, Iwipui. Uh, five bucks for anyone that off the top of their head knows exactly what school that is without having to look it up. Uh, Illinois, Chicago, Norfolk State, Radford, lost to Northwest, and then a victory over Kansas last Wednesday. So they should be very well rested. Uh, I talked to... Larry Larson of the Bradley Scout, which is the school paper at Bradley University, 
which is in Peoria, Illinois. And he said that this is uh, a really big game for them this year. They've got us circled on their calendar. At least all the fans do. On paper, this should be the best team that they play all season. They play uh, Toledo, Northern Iowa a couple times, but by far and away, Memphis is the highlight of their non-conference schedule for sure. So Bradley last year won the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, lost to Michigan State. Uh, They lost a good bit of their team, but they're returning several key players. Uh, Probably the most important player on this roster is Daryl Brown. He's a senior from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, There's a cool article out there uh, talking about how Penny Hardaway is actually uh, Daryl Brown's godfather. He played uh, at Germantown High School, but his dad and Penny are really good friends. So he like literally grew up knowing Penny Hardaway and was his uh, actual chosen godfather. So that's pretty neat. Uh, He played for Team Penny from the time he was 14 to 17. And here we are. He's going to be his first time playing, uh, playing in the forum. So pretty neat story there. Right now, Brown is averaging 14 points and 5.3 assists for the Bradley Braves. He has a assist rate of almost 30%, which is good for top 125 in the country. And he is shooting 37.8% from three. So he's definitely someone that can stretch the floor. Uh, he We could get into some trouble if he gets hot. And he also is able to find those passing seams. He's playing 34 minutes a game, carrying the workload uh, of his roster. And another guy in the backcourt who Memphis is going to have to watch out for is uh, another senior guard, Nate Cannell. He's 6'6", so got a pretty good size for a guard. He's shooting uh, and really efficiently from the field. His numbers, he's uh, putting up uh, effective field goal percentage of 65.3%, true shooting percentage of 657 uh, His offensive rating is a 131, which is a top 50 in the country right now. And from three, he's shooting 48%. So that's he's one of the top 100 shooters uh, off 40 attempts. He scored 20 points in two of his last three games. So definitely a, a backcourt with plenty of firepower, uh, the Higher guards are going to have to come to play. Going to really be reliant on Boogie, Damian, and Alex Lomax to kind of shut those guys down and keep keep their scoring and impact in the game to a minimal. A guy that Memphis is going to have to watch out who will be uh, defending some of uh, whoever, probably whoever's hot in the backcourt for Memphis, is a redshirt junior named Dana Kingsby. Dana Kingsby. Uh, he's started most of the games this season until the last game when he was moved to the bench. He's averaging 7.4 points, 3.4 rebounds, 1.8 assists. Most of his impact, according to Larry Larson, is on the defensive side of the floor. So he will probably draw whoever's hot. If it's like last game, he'll have the Boogie Ellis assignment. So those are similar to Memphis where we're at with our depth in the backcourt. Uh, Bradley should be able to match that as well, though hopefully not as talented. In the post, the guys that Precious Achua and Co. will be matching up against are Junior Cook Barr, 
who is 6'11", and he is scoring efficiently down in the post, uh, 56% effective field goal percentage, 4.2 block percentage, and with Wiseman not in the contest, he'll be the tallest player out there on the floor. So always something to keep an eye on. Uh, just a, a big body for sure that the Tigers will have to uh, ensure that they are matching up with, uh, cl- crashing the glass, which they did, as we mentioned, exceptionally well last game, something that they will need to continue to do if they want to uh, come out victorious against the Braves. Another post player to keep an eye on is Elijah Childs, 6'7", junior. He's averaging 12.9 points, nine rebounds per game, so plus almost a block a game. Uh, he's averaging 30 minutes, third most on the team, so he's a important player for Bradley. By percentage metrics, he is the best rebounder on their roster, and he also actually takes the majority of the shots when he's on the floor, 26% of the shots. So he's getting a lot of touches, a lot of rebounds, uh, someone for Memphis to have to keep an eye on as well. So a pretty solid group. They're not the deepest team out there, but could definitely, a couple guys have breakout games, and Memphis could find themselves in a tough situation if they think that they're just going to coast through this Braves team. All right, time for some keys to the game. So what I've got is win the arc. Tigers need to hit from deep like they have been uh, the past few games. That completely opens the floor so much for the post players, uh, gives them a better chance to rebound, uh, and also need to contest three-point shots from the Braves. Do not let Brown and the rest of the Braves get hot because when a team's hot, anyone can beat anyone. There's no, there's no guarantees at that point. Next is defensive rebounding. Memphis cannot afford to give up extra points. Uh, they just don't need to do that. Going to have to box out on Childs and Barr. M- make them earn everything that they get. Also, something that Memphis struggled with last game is turnover battle. Win the turnover battle. Take more than you give. Both of these teams force turnovers at a high clip, so coming out on the winning end of that is going to be very important. Uh, Last game, NC State protected the ball much better than Memphis did, and it almost cost Memphis the game, so we do not want to see see a repeat of that at all. That would be be very sad, so let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. So sum it up, win the arc, defensive rebounding, turnover battle three keys three barn burner keys to the game for memphis and bradley a couple quick recruiting notes over the weekend memphis extended an offer to class of 2021 five-star small forward prospect harrison ingram a five-star guy a lot of schools are obviously looking at him memphis has been looking at him for a while but he he tweeted out that uh, Memphis had officially extended an offer. So there you go. Another guy to put on your list. And the big fish, Jalen Green, one of the few, uh, one of the few top guys still remaining in the class of 2020, which if you've been following along, Memphis still does not have any recruits in. Uh, I don't know if it's time to panic on that yet or not, but 
Uh, most of the guys they've been after have committed other places. Uh, the two big ones right now that Memphis is after are uh, Jalen Green. And Penny was uh, watching him over the weekend. He went out to see him at Prolific Prep uh, where they were playing. I believe they were playing in Texas. I could be wrong about that, but uh, that's where Jalen's at. Uh, we're, Memphis is supposedly one of the final schools, but it, the list kind of keeps fluctuating. Uh, Oregon, UCLA are some names getting thrown around there. And uh, so he's going to be announcing, uh, I've heard on Christmas where he's going to go, and then I've heard it wasn't going to be Christmas, but uh, we can expect that uh, pretty soon as that's just around the corner. Also another guy Memphis is after is Greg Brown. Uh, forward out of Texas. So Texas, uh, Austin, the Longhorns, are the school that uh, a lot of crystal balls have him go into. He's from Austin, so going to be kind of hard to pull him out of there. Uh, but he is he could be a great building block uh, for this team. He was at Auburn this past weekend visiting. He is going to be in Memphis for the Georgia game on January 4th. So that's going to be a big game for a lot of reasons. Uh, something I just thought about is that that's going to be a huge game for Precious Achua stock because it will likely be packed out in scouts with um, Anthony Edwards there, uh, the shooting guard from Georgia who had 37 points, 33 and a half the other day. So that's going to be a really big game. Super bummer that Wiseman won't be there. But we can't keep lamenting about every game that he's going to miss. All right, that about wraps it up for me. Again, you can find me on Twitter at BarnBurnerBro. Subscribe to the BarnBurner Podcast Network on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all those cool places. And check out the-barnburner.com. A lot of the content that I just covered Uh, talking about the NC State win and also the Bradley scouting report. I've got an article up there. Uh, Always tweet at us, give us some feedback, give us a review, and we'll see you later. Go Tigers!